Peter Piper picked a Peter Piper. Peter Piper, you know New York, you need you need New York. You know you need you you need New York. Why is that one so hard? It's very hard. Do do you want me to do the the thing? Sure. Let me say good evening to you first, Sam. All right. Good evening. Good evening. How are you? I'm good. And is it snowing? Uh, it's supposed to snow later, so yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. going to get a, a bit colder. You going to make a hot dish? I, I'm going to make a casserole, you know, because <laughs> you can't go too wrong with that, you know. Oh, did did uh, did H slip coming down that uh, that uh, oh, driveway there? No, no, that can be oh, no. that can be dangerous, sure, sure, but he knows it okay. Welcome, one and all, wherever in time, space, or on the globe you are. This is the Celluloid Pudding Podcast, and we're here to celebrate movies and all earthly and other worldly delights that inform the cinematic arts. I'm your host, Sam, and I'm here with my beautiful, winsome, articulate, and erudite co-host, Beth, to talk about a movie that we'll be dropping next week. So this is, in fact, a trailer for the film Fargo. This is one of our notoriously long trailers. <laughs> we hope you'll enjoy it. Yes, we uh, do not understand brevity being the soul no, of wit and no, all no, that. No. no, of course. Look at our episodes. They're two to three hours long. Um, not always. Longevity but, uh, is the soul of wit. <laughs> and when it comes to content, you get a buttload of it with us. All the bang for your buck. So yeah, the the film Fargo it seems appropriate this time of year. It yeah, here we are in February. Yeah, yeah, we're here in February. Yeah, we're in February. Oh, we're in February Ooh. almost already. You yeah. know, we're in January, and yeah. then pretty soon we're oh, going to be in February. Cold. February. Mr. Lundergaard, a police officer from a now suddenly Cockney. So, <laughs> I'm a police a officer, right? Investigating some malfeasance. Um, <laughs> can't do it. Maybe after I watch the movie again. And again and again. Oh yeah, <laughs> you betcha. It's actually very subtle. The accent. It, it is. It's, it's not as um. Oh, Frances McDormand does a great job. She I does, think, but there's the a accent. lot of body language with the smiling and the nodding and all that that goes with it. This is a favorite film of ours, yeah. and uh, it's a very popular film. So we we look to uh, have some big fun with it when we record and post it next week. Uh, yeah, we're we're big fans of the Coen Brothers, anyhow, and I think this is sort of their fifth film. I'll have to look it up for the real episode released in 1996. And I, uh, you know, I was just, you know, what? <laughs> I want to what, what, that what? what, Sam? Uh, We'll, we'll talk about this some more when we do the episode. Well, you got something else you want to share with the listeners? <laughs> but I, I think when you mention Fargo, first thing is people think of that accent, right, that became so so known after Fargo was released, but also that wonderful score, which was by Carter Burwell, who also did Carol, and we were yeah. we were singing his praises, and that score for Fargo is really way up there as a, a memorable theme, isn't it? Carter Burwell, I think, is one of one of the best uh, composers of uh, film scores. I, I think going. he did most all of the Coen Brothers' work. Scored for all yeah. their, their films, and um, I don't know if he did for the series, the spinoff for, for Fargo. I know that the the Coen brothers were executive producers for the series, so it got their their full attention and endorsement. Well, we're going to be definitely uh, touching on probably the the Coen brothers' body of work and when uh, we put out the episode, because I think it's worth talking about. Yeah. Uh, because we 
we sort of discovered the Coen Brothers with Blood Simple, right? On yes. VHS. Uh, well, That's I, my first I saw that exposure the, to it. Yeah, I saw it in the cinema, and I was doing a London Studies Abroad thing, and I saw it in the theater over there. And I didn't know what a big deal thing I was looking at at the time. No. I don't think anybody did. Like, this I don't is a think phenomenon. anyone did. Yeah. yeah. But uh, scores of great films. Yeah. Coen Brothers. Raising Arizona. Just yeah. Bank. So many great ones. Big Lebowski. The Big Lebowski. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, and then recently, Macbeth. Is this the Macbeth with Denzel? Was that a Cohen production? Yes. Okay. Uh, yeah. I really did like that. Was that for um, two Oscars ago? Or, or last Oscar? No, last year. Last year. Last year. I was the uh, get, get My Wife's Name Out of Your Mouth Oscars. Oh, Keep that. My Wife's Name Out of Your if, Mouth if Oscars. If you'd like to hear that. Well, I can't well, remember I'll which always... episode we, we went on about. Was it Midsummer? I can't remember which episode we were oh, talking gosh. about the Oscars. It probably was Midsummer. Yeah. Um, folks, if you want to get in touch with us, we, we want to also remind you, um, if you did not listen to – Eyes Wide Shut, we kind of uh, – that was our New Year episode, and we – hey, Bliss. What would it – we would it wouldn't be an episode without Bliss, would it? Yes, he's one of us. One of us. One of us. You wouldn't know that because you won't Bliss, watch Battlestar Galactica. He just put his two cents on. He did. Um. Folks, we are going to – we're not really changing up our format, but we're sort of opening up our podcast to our listeners. So yeah. if you have a favorite film or a film that you feel really passionate about or maybe even a film that you'd like to uh, critique. Yeah, uh, we'd love to have Send you us on. an email at celluloidpudding at gmail.com, or you can hit us up on Instagram. We are pudpod, P-U-D-D-P-O-D. On Instagram, or you could just type in celluloid pudding, and we'll come up that way too. So you can DM us. Our DMs are open there, and we're also on Twitter at celluloid pudding p u d d n on Twitter. As long as so, it exists, yes. Yes, as long as Twitter is up and going. And and by the way, we're we're not kidding about the DMs and Instagram. Uh, we we do get some some traffic in there and we love to hear from the, our listeners and also respond to them and they've given us some great ideas and uh, we like to run with those. Sam, um, yes. one of the things I wanted us to – I had asked you. I said, do you have any corrections? Because we, we used to cr be more conscientious about correcting ourselves like the if we found out we made a mistake. Yes. The very next episode we would try to correct it. Yes. But I thought I had a correction. being what they are. And that's not really knowing what the fuck we're doing or being, you know, we're just pseudo-professional podcasters. <laughs> no, no, we're, I think after, after over a year, Beth. Yeah, I guess we, we could call we ourselves We call podcasters. ourselves pros. Did you have any corrections, Sam? Well, I thought I did, but then I didn't. I, um, during <laughs> Eyes Wide Shut, I said that it was based on a book which it was, written in the 20s, an Austrian novel called Trom Novel. And I said that Kubrick had switched it up so that the setting was New York in the latter half of the 20th century instead of Vienna. 
in the earlier half, half of the 20th century, around the 1920s. And I thought I messed up, and I thought it had been Venice in the book, but it wasn't Venice after all, so I didn't have to correct it. My correction, it, it, it stands un <laughs> unneeded and unnecessary. It stands as being correct. Stat. Uh, stat, right. That's the word, stat. Leave as is. Mm, okay. how, about, how about you? Did you? I'll tell you what bothered me. What? <laughs> so stupid. So we were doing uh, the big show. Now, folks, we've made a lot of fuck-ups, I'm sure. <laughs> but none of you have, you know, DM'd us or posted on social media or connected with us to tell us our fuck-ups. So what else do you expect us to do? We can't keep track of everything. Um, but we <laughs> we we do want to make a point to, like, correct when we're wrong. Yeah. Um, so that you know that we're not a couple of gits and that we actually do care about we, we do care the accuracy about. of the content that we put out. Yeah. But it bothered me because uh, when we did the Big Chill, I said something about uh, – uh, you know the song Tellin'? Is it this, was that – Tellin' that you're never going to need Was that the episode where that song came up? Uh, uh, that's in there. It is. I know something Some, about yeah. you. I said something about it. it's the Shirelles or something. It's not the Shirelles. It's uh, the Exciters. It's the Exciters. I, I totally believed you. <laughs> it I wasn't the Shirelles. The believers? It doesn't have bothered I mean, me see, so I've much. I've never heard of the believers. No, the Exciters. Oh, sorry. We're <laughs> <laughs> still getting it wrong. still get it wrong. I, I hadn't heard of them, but I had heard of the Shirelles. Yeah, I have heard of the Shirelles. So. I'm sure there are many. But, but we do try to keep it accurate. Let's consider the last year a little bit do you have any favorite episodes that sort of stand out or do you want to ask me that no you can ask me that um i was going to ask you that <laughs> well <laughs> dibs tag uh well do you do you want to ask me that <laughs> i don't know do i want to ask you that do you want it? So we don't have any more corrections. We have. No. We probably have plenty of corrections. I think there but is one. But until you Carol. guys mm. take the initiative, and what? Do you have one in Carol? I, I thought I did, but I forgot what it was. I'm sure I have one in Carol. I'm sure we have one in every single episode. Yeah. That we would like to get back. But we have. Oh, <laughs> I know which one. It's not really our correction, but I hated the fact that that article said it's the the greatest LGBTQ film. Of the 21st century, and I thought, well, that's just ridiculous because it it's 2020. What? What? Oh no, 2015 uh, or something. It came out 2015. Right? So it's hard to say the best How'd... one when you've still got 85 years. And then I said something stupid while we were recording, like, "Yes, it is." <laughs> like, no. no, I think you said you had trouble with it being. I, I have trouble with it being. Yeah, because we're not even in in the 21st. You know, or we are not deep into the 21st century you know you have to be at the end of it to, to say that don't you? yeah i will say that i think it's an excellent representation of the 20 mid 20th century yes and i and of the lgbtq films of the 20th century in the modern film era mm. yes i think it is a very very special film historically um and it's 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 dealing with a very very important time in America, and um, so it it's kind of pointing out some big deep seated flaws 
in American society <laughs> at the time. Um, and I do think it's a very important film because of that. I, I, I think mean, it's it, an it important film on, on many levels, and I, I think it belongs way up there in the best of set with the best of set. My only other correction would be I brought out I brought out like uh, brought up West Virginia, and I never mentioned that the the whole reason why Hank Williams's death on the that radio report was in, was related to West Virginia is that he he died in West Virginia. That was. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I, I was wondered talking about, about Frank that. Like, was, is he a known West Virginia guy? Or? No, he's not. Okay. <laughs> I mentioned Frankenburgers, which was a big old, you know, department store, very well known, yeah. I think, in Charleston. And then, uh, but I forgot to mention that uh, the Hank Williams, the, that audio that's played, the radio report, which you can actually find on YouTube, by the way. Oh. Um, I, I went digging. <laughs> I found okay. it. I was like, where is that? And okay. yeah, um, it was. Um, I forget. Where in West Virginia, but no, he was touring, and um, I think his driver found him. You know, they were traveling along the road. I don't know the circumstances, oh, but shit. yeah. By the way, rest, rest in peace, Jeff Beck. Yeah, I'm man. Sorry. Really sorry. Bur the bird, not the birds. Yard birds. Yard birds. Yeah. Good song. Is that the yard birds? Turn no, that's turn? that's the birds. Oh, for fuck's sake! The yard birds. What is, is the yard uh, birds? Oh God. Do? Oh, oh God! Yeah. It's on the tip of my tongue. Bill has that album. Yard. He he replaced Eric Clapton, right? Um, when when he oh, but he ha went on to have a huge career. But for your love, I love. For That's your it. Love. For your love, for your love, for your love. Can't sing it. Anyway. Oh, they they did the shape of things. Uh, Kingston Trio did that too. I wonder if that's a a pumped up version of that. Wait, hold on. I have to hear it because I have another song in my head. I've been, I've been getting in. Please don't hold this against me, listeners. But I've just discovered that Billie Eilish is a singer, and I realized for your love, uh, let me put Yardbirds. We're allowed to fair use Yardbirds for your love. There it is. Yeah. This is one of those old videos where they're all on different stands and clearly yes. the guitars aren't plugged in and they're lip syncing. Yes. But Bill has that album and it's it's a good album. It's just really a it very I don't know, it's good. Good raw rock and roll. Real rock and roll. You know, just sort of post psychedelia is where I would put it. Yeah, I'd say so too. Yeah. I kind it's, of it's not I always really them with the kinks for some reason, and I don't know yeah. if that's accurate. It's a little rougher, a little raw, a little more raw. Yeah. I like it. But what a what a great guitarist. My God. Yes. Yeah. It's a big loss. So he just did a tour. When was that? Last year. And Johnny Depp was on that tour with him, I remember. Ah. And I did, I did watch some of the footage, and I went in feeling like I don't think Johnny Depp is going to be able to hold his own with with Jeff Beck, and he did okay, he did okay, but but you know Jeff Beck is the legend there. Yeah, Jeff Beck is the le legend. The um the Yardbirds is a legendary band. Okay, here's why the Yardbirds were so important. All right. The Yardbirds were Eric Clapton, Jimmy Page, and Jeff Beck. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's that's why. Well, that was impossible to keep together then. You can't have 
that much time. No, you can't. They, they needed to each spread out. They would have been contemporary to the whole psychedelia thing, but their sound to me was not psychedelia. It, it, yeah. And now when you think about those artists separately, you're like, oh, whoa. Yeah. Yeah. It's way too yeah. much talent in one group. I'm trying to think. Then Jeff Beck went on to sing with Rod Stewart and somebody else. And what was that group called then? I'm trying to think. Oh, Faces. Is Faces? Faces are an English rock band formed in 1969 by members of Small Faces after lead singer and guitarist Steve Marriott left to form Humble Pie. Um, they were joined by Ronnie Wood, guitar, and Rod Stewart, lead vocals, both from the Jeff Beck group. Oh, oh okay. There you okay. go. All right, so Jeff Beck group, then Faces. Okay. All right, and then Yardbirds before that, I guess. Well, I don't know. Where Wait, who, who <laughs> had multiple we'll get... sclerosis? I don't know. <laughs> oh, I don't know. That's a whole other thing, Beth, that doesn't have to do yes, with the Yes, it is, part. and this is a podcast about movies. <laughs> it is. It is. That's going to be but fun. you know what? This. Music and movies, they go together. Yes, they do. Two great oh, things God, that yeah. go well together. Yeah. It's been quite a year, Sam. Boy, has it been a year. And um, we learned a lot, didn't we? Yeah, we did. I mean, we started this not knowing shit. I'm embarrassed a little bit. I Now, if you were to go back, listeners, to our very first episode, which was dropped on December 30th, 2022. Is that correct? Or 2021? It would have been 2021. 2021. That was The Innocence, based on The Turn of the Screw, with uh, Deborah. How did we decide it was pronounced? Car. It's car, yeah. Car. No, we didn't. Our sound wasn't quite there. We we hadn't figured out that oh, microphones really really help matters a lot, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and we had we had a lot of jingle bells, didn't we? And we were so uptight because we both have um can can we say this yet? Uh, no, have been no mm, no. We know I mean, a lot ahead. about lecturing and stuff. <laughs> and I'm preparing one's lecture. So we went at this as lecturers, and that doesn't quite work. You have to calm the fuck down, don't you? Yeah. So, so we're super uptight about getting all of the information humanly possible into each episode. We, we still kind of have that need, but in a more relaxed way, I think, I hope. I hope. Yeah, we had to kind of get the stick out of our asses. Yeah. So. For things like A Raisin in the Sun, because yes. I – went way down that rabbit hole, and it was a delight um, learning about Lorraine Hansberry, learning about Harlem Renaissance, learning about all of the elements that went into that play and into that film. That was that was just a wonderful education for me. It was a social education for me. Yeah. Uh, and the uh, discriminatory um, housing practices, yeah. the history of that in our country and in places in Chicago and the Northeast. It was um, very oh, – just had a – that was a profound episode for me. And uh, we see that really a lot of listeners me. liked that one, and I don't know if it's just because of the movie or uh, – um, but, but boy, we gave it due, due respect. And what does it deserve respect? And particularly Lorraine Hansberry, my God, her, her young but brilliant life. So I tasked you – Yes. and we can talk about some of the other episodes that yeah. we did this year. But I tasked you with if you could tell me your top three episodes, what would they be? And then I also gave you some room for honor- honorable mentions. I need lots of honorable mentions, I think. All right, <laughs> let me think. Let me think real quick, real okay. quick. All right. And, and Number count one, them you know this one. I count think. them backwards. Oh, dear. So go from like and – Least to, to most. Okay. Um, yeah, least to most. But not, not I don't want to say least to most, but 
within my top three, the third one is All the President's Men, the movie by Alan J. Pakula, uh, released in 1976, which deals with um, uh, the corruption in the Nixon administration with and Carl Bernstein and and uh, and Bob Woodward, played by Dustin Hoffman and Robert Redford, uncovering uh, all sorts of criminal elements within Nixon's administration. And we had a wonderful guest in Politico's Marty Cady, who who came on and, and had met I think Bernstein had he met or Woodward I'm trying to remember which one. And and gave us oh, a delightful delightful education on the on the thing and mm -hmm. and he's so humble on top of it that I, I really enjoyed watching the movie that I had never seen I'd known about it for so many years and it was the anniversary of what it was August eighth that's why we did it Marty Katie does a really wonderful job of talking about how the Washington Post had been more or less a local paper and how the rest of America was like oh well Watergate who cares. And it, it was sort of a slow burn to that realization. And it's really fleshed out very nicely in the movie. And with all of that extra insight from Marty Katie, our guest for that episode, I, I learned a lot. I enjoyed that episode. I thought it was a great discussion among the three of us. And so that, that comes in. It was a, it's a hard three. That could have been a one, two, one as well. I kind of put all of these on the same level that I'm going to mention. Hey, it's one thing to talk about a film, but when you can get somebody in that ha has had the real up, up close and personal real life experience. His father worked at the Post, yeah. had a lot of great stories from that time, sharing his personal experiences, and then just so also, um, because he he is still in the he's in the biz himself. Yeah. Big deal in the biz, by the way. The big deal in the biz, yeah. by the way, and um, and the fact that uh, you know he's. He's lived in Washington, D.C., and um, well, Virginia, but in and around, worked, lived and worked in and around D.C. and all these places. And to have someone um, from that neck of the woods and from that environment yeah. be able to share their experiences is is pretty cool, I think. Yeah, and and he's so accessible as well, which was really delightful. Uh, he, he knows his history, and he, he knows newspaper, the newspaper business, and he knows politics, uh, and yet he was so humble and so accessible. So uh, I just really, really enjoyed that episode a lot. We published on August 8th. That's that's yeah. why. It, it's the, it, we published on the anniversary of Nixon giving his resignation speech. Ah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, so my second from the top, let's see, I think I would have to pick Run, Lola, Run, and that was also a, an episode where we had a guest, and that, of we, course... We hate recording with each other. <laughs> we just <laughs> got a guest so in here to run interference, and Run, Lola, Run is a, a German film released in 1999, uh, director Tom Tickfer, and we had our dear friend Bill on as a guest. Uh, that's, that's one, I think that was probably in his top five films as well. And he did a great job of fleshing that out. And we all enjoyed really jumping deep, deep, deeply into that film and discussing its look, its unique sound, its its unique uh, editing, all of that sort of thing. And in, and Bill shared his personal experience about why that uh, film meant so much to him, why it's a passion yeah. film for him. Yeah. Um, you know, sharing about his personal experience in his life and this is, you know, this is why this movie really means so much to me. 
And uh, and that's kind of what we want our listeners to do. If you're interested in coming on and sharing your mov- your film with us, your favorite film and why it's you know why it means so much to you, that's that's what we're looking for as yeah. far as folks that might be interested in coming on and uh, basically co-hosting. Yeah, uh, Bill was the scholar for that for that episode. Uh, he he had invested in that film, had seen it many many times, and. I'm sure many of our listeners out there have have really looked at film, or a particular film, in depth. You are the scholar for that film, so come on up and and talk to us. We'd love to have you on. Uh, my my first okay. is not necessarily because it's the best film in the world, but it was the most fun for me in terms of doing the episodes. <laughs> itself. I'm still laughing because I'm going to get the title wrong. The real title are you doing the drum roll is Carnival of Souls. And I I messed up and called it Carnival of Soils. So forever and beyond, it's going to be known as Carnival of Soils now. And that was released in 1962. And then uh, had a new kind of renaissance discovery period in the late 80s. Director Herc Harvey, who did industrial films and shorts. Education films. Educational yeah. films, that sort of thing. And then what, by accident, <laughs> created this amazing opus. And I just think that you and I just had fun doing that that episode, Beth. We could have talked for eight hours on it, I think. I, I think we had a blast recording that episode. Yeah. I don't know why, but it just... It, we had a good time. We were loose. We were we, we did our homework. We always do our homework, but uh, it was just a film that we didn't think we'd we dig that deeply into. But that was <laughs> quite a deep dive, wasn't it? And yet we did had you, fun with it. Did you somehow or other find like queer subtext in that film? <laughs> oh my what, God, we both you, did. We were both like, doing? oh my God, this is a feminist <laughs> queer. F- what? Queer? I don't think Kirk queer, knows that. I don't think Kirk tried to do that. No. That was a great – oh, it's such a great film, oh. though, and I, we just had so much fun, uh, I think, watching it, screening yeah. it, and then um, – And looking and at the experimental films that were spinoffs from that and all the – I mean, papers upon papers have been written about it, and, and I didn't know that before I took the deep dive, and uh, it, it was just really fun to investigate. But also, we were in kind of a whimsical and silly mood when we recorded it, so we, we had a good time. So that's your number one. That's my number one, and and okay. I mean, I mean, oh God, I had here's honorable. I, no, mention. no, no. Save your. I said you could save honorable mention. You could do honorable. Blah, 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 blah. The babbiness not bop. <laughs> Bobka chocolate. Bobka. Bobka. <laughs> uh, save the honorable mentions, and we'll do our honorable mentions separately. Okay. Give me yours. Starting okay, with the so. Third. I cheated, and I did uh, my top five. You See, you give me <laughs> solid rules and then say, but what I'm going to do is something. Is I'm going to make my own rules right, for me. Right. Um, <laughs> so number five. Yes. And I'm with you. I would have ranked this higher, except that I have very personal reasons for the just really different. It's It's our personal favorite, right? And it doesn't necessarily have to jive with, yeah. I don't know the the episode. It's just we have our favorites for. It's like your favorite children. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and 
and there's <laughs> and I only have one, so I got it easy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I have none. It's a really easy question. But let's face it, folks. Everybody has a favorite child or has been a favorite child or the least favorite child Um, (laughs) in some cases. Or you're the neglected middle child. But uh, I chose number five is all the president's men for Mm -hmm. me Mm -hmm. and for the reasons that you just listed. It it was unbelievable Um, in speaking with Marty. We had just started podcasting. The fact that Marty would want to come on yeah. our show just blew me away. And I, I just forever I, – I don't – I have no words, really. Yeah. The man is so accomplished and uh, that he would – and he wants to come on again, and yeah. I'm thoroughly excited about that. And, uh, can we say the film he wants to do, or, or you want to uh, – Well, I thought there were two. Well, I, I knew he wanted to do JFK. Was yes. there another? I thought he'd also mention Silence of the Lambs, which oh, I'm game for either. Oh, that's right. That's right. And I there's another person either. out there who wants to guest for Silence of the Lambs, so I don't know. I don't know. Ooh, ooh. Member? Ooh. Member? You got to member. Huh? It's just quoting uh, um, Mad Max. <laughs> you, know, you know, in, under the, the, the Thunderdome or whatever it is, um, Mad Max, the children say, we've got to member. Remember? So – my number five was All the President's Men. Okay. And uh, Marty Katie, if you're listening, thank you so much once again. And let's get together and chit-chat about when you want to do JFK. Yeah. Because that's going to be a monster. I've never monster seen it, episode. so I'm looking forward to that. Uh, number four. Okay. You will be surprised. Number four is Carol. I'm surprised it's that low. As low as it is? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for for I just it's it's a film that has a special place in my heart. It was the film that we basically recorded or the episode that we recorded to cap off a whole year of podcasting. Yeah. It felt like a um, you know just kind of wrapping ourselves in a nice warm blanket. Yes, <laughs> and winding down. And that was a before m- we had the marathon discussion. Yeah, wind up again yeah. uh, after the holidays are over with, and I just wanted the comfort. Of that film, yes, and um, you know, we're so busy during that holiday season. Things are so hectic, and I just i I love the film. I, I it's one of my favorite films, and I had fun researching it. Yeah, and you knew the book well, and yes. you had seen the movie a number of times, and it was really a treat to listen to your insights and riff off of you. And uh, I don't know, dig a little more deeply than I would have otherwise. I think um, the thing about Carol is having, you know, I'd watched it a few times and then watching it again, seeing things I'd never seen before or noticed before, and realizing uh, what an incredible film Todd Haynes put together and just the presence to put those touches like Eisenhower. Knowing some of the laws mm-hmm. that that once uh, Eisenhower got in, the uh, lavender scare that was going on, um, and it's very subtle, and you don't really notice it. And if you didn't know your history, it wouldn't mean anything to you. But the fact that he's got it in there is just so incredible to me. Woven in there, I'd say. Without yes, woven. Uh, he's not a preachy kind of director. Uh, he, uh, it's it just is. In every frame, it's intentional though. So number three, three, 
third runner-up. Third runner-up. <laughs> and I really, really loved this. I really loved this film. Yeah. And I loved the recording session. Okay. Because which... I thought we had a good time recording it, and it seems like surprising. We're we've been surprised because we look at the hits on each episode. Yeah. And Sam and I are both kind of surprised that this is like kind of popped up as a favorite for people or not a favorite but as has done as well as it has yeah and that is the film concussion oh the i little was very pleased that people indie really film. responded to that <laughs> which is not about cte no um which i, I guess it's if we... wrong that they made another film after that that was was it before or after that one after it was after so they didn't even bother looking to see that there's another film called no. I mean, you can't go and make another Casablanca if there's already a Casablanca, and somebody took. No, it. they're like, well, we have Will Smith. What do we care yeah. of you yeah. so and your little independent film? A different film. Do we know the year for our concussion? It's not about the sports ball, though. What kind of? It starts with a sports ball. It does. It does start with a concussion. <laughs> it does. Twenty thirteen. Yeah. Oh, okay. So two years later. <laughs> that is irritating. Yeah, the and it had only been two film, years. But you know, I could under, yeah. I could understand if it had been ten years. Yeah, maybe even five. At, but at within least do two your years, basic uh, homework and, and see if another title has been taken. We are just too imaginative to come yeah. up with another or, title. Or oh, that niche film. We we can just Other take over the, the title. Yeah, we can just step on it. Yeah, but. It's a little film that could because apparently a lot of our listeners uh, have enjoyed it and clicked and on it. I, I Do you want to say why else we had fun? With, I know why I had fun with it because we have a little sideline that that we we got away from. But thank goodness you, you're bringing it back, Beth. We like to create little dioramas, reenactments with, with Barbies. What's the what's the generic Barbie? Oh, Chelsea dolls. Chelsea's, and, you know, anything we can. One of the reasons I loved Concussion was uh, did did we do one for that? Yes, we did. That's the, I believe that was the That's first time. That's right. That's yeah. the um, the uh, Pieta Terre apartment uh, scenes. Yes, I had fun with with Chelsea dolls. Go check yes. out our Instagram and, and find them. They're still there. Yeah, scroll back. We have fun with dolls. We play with dolls. We're I mean, grown. we get really serious about our time. <laughs> <laughs> our partners. Uh, you know, Lord love them. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've been walked in on a time or two when uh, we were working on dolls? some okay, of that stuff. Uh, but I, I really enjoy the film. Yeah. Um, I love Robin Weigert or Weigert. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> screwed that up when we were recording. It's Robin Weigert. Uh, as an actor, she's just fantastic, and uh, and I love the story. I think it's written so well. I think there's something about that film that. That really has a lot of authenticity when it comes to the dialogue and the way couples interact. Incredibly relatable. Very, very relatable film. Doesn't matter if you, you know. And, and this is where, you know, I'm always on a soapbox of, you know, I don't like uh, niching, uh, I don't know, labeling films as, as something or other. Like this is a this kind of film or whatever. This right. is a, a genre-breaking film, I think. I think it is a genre-breaking film. Highly no matter who, what, where, when, or anything. Uh, it's certainly, like it's certainly a couple's film, and a couple with kids. Yeah, you're yeah. definitely going to relate to this film. Yeah. Definitely going to relate to this film. It's excellent. I, I told you, Carol was one of two films that I watched, and then went right back to the beginning to watch it again. And Concussion is the other one I did that with. 
had to watch and it. And I love, right I love the. There's so much I like about it. That I love the direction. I love um, the dialogue, the acting. It's just an excellent film, and nice, tidy, tight little film. Lovely. S- sewn up with a bow. Mm-hmm. Lovely film. Agreed. So, on to number two. Number two. My first runner-up. First runner-up <laughs> for Miss Celluloid Pudding. Is Miss Alabama. No. Um, so, number two. What do you think number two is? I think number two. Hold on. I think you're going to pick Boogie Nights. You know, thought about it. When yeah. I was scrolling through, yeah. thought about it. Had a ton of fun with you putting Boogie Nights together. Yeah. That was like a, a passion episode. Yeah. Just loved it. Yes. I think we both did. Yes, we did. But it's not mine. It didn't even rank. It didn't rank sad? on mine either. And I just it didn't was hard rank, to rank on mine. What, all right. What's number two? Scared in Appalachia. Oh, my God. Just that was so much fun. That was a very atypical so episode, but we had such a blast. We are we are very blessed to have fantastic, articulate, hilarious friends, and that was just a. I enjoyed that. I've never laughed so hard in my life. We just, we try to get together with them at least annually um, during the pandemic. That wasn't entirely possible. So when we got together and we had just started the podcast, the you know, the year before, you know, the beginning of the year. And we got together this past October, right? Yes. And I start, I told Sam, I was like, are you bringing your stuff? You going to bring your stuff? And she goes, you can bring your stuff? And I'm like, well, yeah, I'm probably going to bring my, you know, my yeah. iPad and my computer. And, 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 uh, and w- one night we're there and I just started break, breaking it out and setting it up. And she goes, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> we're going to record, Sam. Of course we are. No, that was no. that was so spontaneous. The the actual episode itself. I don't think we had written down any notes. We j- we just had a, a basic concept, and our friends were right there, front and center, delivering. It was so much fun. So much fun to be there with people that you really you really just have a blast every time you get together with them. Yeah. And uh, they were game because they always are. They're up for doing. Yeah. Crazy stupid that, that stuff. Set her. Great, much more sophisticated kid up. I don't have as sophisticated a kid. I had my little uh, microphone and iPad. And then what? I, I think my microphone wasn't doing its job, so we we, we had another mic that we used for music and and. That's an excellent mic. Yeah, that one worked well for for our guests, Bill, Suze, and Neil. Fantastic guests. So that's my number two. That's my right, second. Right, that's my Miss a, Alabama. Let me give you a lead in for number one, and your number one. <laughs> Well, you you know what it is, and it had nothing to do with. Well, I guess it does. Portrait of a Lady on Fire. I was going to guess that. Yeah. yeah. What yeah. an exquisite film. Incredible film. Yeah. And I didn't want to do it during Pride. No, you kept pushing and pushing it. Now, now, Beth, you had when did that come out? I know we know you told me about. Portrait of a Lady on Fire, and I, I love French cinema anyhow. I have a special place in my heart for it. And I don't know why I was dragging my ass on that, Beth, but I finally watched it and said, oh, my God, I'm transformed. When are we going to do it? But 2019. Kind 
uh, yeah. But you kind of put the brakes on that and said, no, not yet, not yet, not for pride. Nope, it's too big for that, not for this. And you, uh, not that pride. And I had said that when we yeah, recorded. I was like, yeah. Not that pride isn't important, and not that yeah. we should not com- commemorate pride. Yeah. I mean, and if anything, we should have done a carol during pride but for whatever reason i just thought no i want to kind of find films that people aren't familiar with yeah so i wanted to save carol for maybe maybe christmas as sort of the alt christmas film and then uh but i said yeah hold this one in your back pocket and and i don't even know why but there was a why come out at the right time man yeah boy how so yeah uh and you texted me and you said we're doing Portrait of a Lady on Fire. Yeah. And, of course, I became the sub and was like, yes, master. Yes, mistress. <laughs> like, and, yes, and, of mistress course, that Sam. was right after the reversal of Roe v. Wade. And yes. folks came out for it. Uh, it. It was extremely relevant, even though it's a period piece film from France. Uh, it, was, it was really relevant when we talk about uh, women the community of global community of women and uh, the beauty of that that social bond that that unique yes. bond yes and it's uh man well listen to the episode it's 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 an episode also that i'm extremely i almost proud can't of. it's just so beautiful to me I, I haven't watched the movie again because it's it's so powerful for me that it's 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 just, i have to clear the whole day it's just a it's, beautiful, beautiful film. It's an ep- it's the episode probably I'm most proud of for us. Yeah. I'm very, very proud of the work that we did on that episode, and I'm proud that we didn't filter ourselves. That we, we did were not. We got um, sharing exactly where we were at. Well, you know, it was ex- was it on the day that Roe v. Wade got the reversal, or was it the day after? It was right there. I think it though. was like a day or two. We recorded that day, and then. Um, I mean, we were just incensed. Not in, not incensed, like, but we had to do this. Yeah. We just felt like we had to do it, and we I think we recorded that night, Sam. Didn't we? And it's we? not a scream fest, and we did, yes. No, um, it's not. But we we gave the 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 movie its due diligence, but we did not hold back in terms of how we felt that subject matter and certain themes related to, uh, you know. <laughs> The reversal of, you know, the, the removal of, of certain rights from, from an entire group of people. That's, we, we had our emotions, and, and we and, didn't hold back. And the issue of abortion is not central in central to the film. It is a very important part in the film, yeah. a storyline dealing with abortion. Yeah. But the, the film is so much bigger than... Oh, man. It's also the portrait of an artist. It's also a love it's, story. It's also uh, that whole idea of uh, of being a woman and being in a particular group that is I don't know, it's it's almost a fantasy, isn't it, in this film where finally uh the keepers leave and this community of women come together and support one another and I'm not even doing it justice, but we did in the episode, I can promise you. The space where only women are existing and commanding and and making choices. connecting uh, and making their own choices is um, has a is, has a sanctity to it. It has a power to it. It has a mystery to it. And this film is able to convey all of that just so beautifully. So the director of Portrait of a Lady on Fire is Saline 
Skiama. I don't know if the C is pronounced Siama or Skiama. I think I've, I've I heard was it saying pronounced Skiama. Uh, you would. Uh, yes. Say, uh, she was also the the person who's been very vocal and critical of Roman Polanski as well as the, oh, yeah. um, the lead actress. Yeah. She walked out. We dealt with that in we, our um, oh Rosemary yeah baby Rosemary's episode. baby. That was that was an oh. interesting episode. Ouch. Um, uh, no, it was okay. Um, it's okay. We can talk about that. Uh, so that's my. I'll tell you what. That's my number one. Okay. Uh, I left space for honorable mentions. So you can got we... five plus honorable mentions, but you told me I was limited to three. And you can say, add a fourth and a fifth. Couldn't even mention my honorable unmentions. What would be your fourth and fifth then? Oh. I just had to fuck with you. <laughs> <laughs> um, honorable mention, which is also hard to say because I, I love this film. I loved the dynamic among the three of us. Uh, we had a guest for this as well, our, our dear, dear friend Suze, for The Ice Storm, Ang Lee's beautiful, beautiful uh, film, The Ice Storm. And that was a very deep and meaningful discussion for me. And personally, it meant a lot to me. It's a film I love very much, but it's it's also a film, because of our discussion, I thought about very deeply for many days afterward. It, yeah, I lingered there emotionally after after we did that episode, and I was like, I'm, I think I texted you. I'm like, I'm not in a good space, Sam. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it, it, it kind of brought up a lot of old stuff for me yeah. um, from childhood. Yeah. Uh, but there is a, an aesthetic to the film that I enjoy. I loved recording that episode with you yeah. and Suze. Yeah. Uh, Suze is and, a goldmine for for insights and articulating what what she's looking at and thematically talking about those things. So that was a delightful, delightful discussion, and I, I really enjoyed that. What's your number five? All right, I'm going to say this with great indignation. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe you know where I'm going. I don't. I, have no clue. I love our episode on Babette's Feast. Ooh. This is a beautiful film. Okay. It's based on an Isaac Dennison slash Karen Blixen short story of the same title. And it is just gorgeous in every sense of the wor word. And we, we did our homework, and we delved into every frame of this film. And we timed I, it just right, too. We timed it, it before Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving. Because it's about a great feast. And and I don't know. Didn't it's resonate. languishing. What, what the hell? You, you, you don't like Danish films? You, nobody out there likes subtitles. I mean, come on, people. No, no, they like Portrait of a Lady on Fire. Maybe, our, maybe our listening audience, maybe they're they're multilingual and they already have French, and that's no big deal. But uh, I, I, I really it was loved a, Babette's Feast. It's it's such a beautiful film. And I thought it was a great I mean, pick. Yeah, I was thrilled to do that film. Yeah. yeah. And uh, it it could be that I did find the platforms kind of. Uh, I think it Amazon was hard to find. Yeah. Was hard to find, so maybe some of our viewers. I didn't know this, but apparently our listeners like to listen. I did not know that this kind of movie, per, movie fan or movie watcher existed. Which is, I'm going to listen to an episode of Celluloid Pudding and then I'll watch the movie. Which oh. seems funny to me, but yeah. No, I've so, done that when when I listen to other movie podcasts occasionally. Like I wanna, yeah, I want to check uh, out this movie. Yeah. So I guess if I'm worried about works. a spoiler, I won't. 
but if I, I if I, you know. I didn't think much about how this works. <laughs> we didn't hey, think let's about do a podcast much. about movies, and I just didn't think how sure, that would we work. We can do that. Oh, there's I'm a whole post production part. Oh, I guess we have to learn that too. So, oh, equipment. What? Okay. Yeah, we should. Get we are bulls back. in china shops, just yeah. knocking over things. But but we are true to ourselves. To thine own self be true. Before we go over our honorable unmentionables. <laughs> <laughs> our, um. <laughs> I, I love that. I don't know why. Uh, I was going to ask you, Professor, oh, joke. No. No. if we were being graded, what grade would you give us for our first year in podcasting? For our first year. Our first year in podcasting. What grade would you give us? Try not to, you know, be too critical, but also, you know, be critical. I'd have to give us an A, and I, I an have. An A? I really would, because we, um, if you're talking about a whole semester of work, which a whole year of work that one puts into a podcast um, and puts their heart and soul into it, does their homework, pays their dues, shows up for class every single time, I'm going to have to give that an A. What would you give it? World's, when you said heart and soul, I'm like, I'm playing oh. the world's tiniest file. We do put a lot of work in. We do put a lot of work in. I I don't know that I'd be that generous. I was thinking B, a solid B. Tell me why of the tech, you... Just the technical issues that we've had to go through. And the fact that we... <laughs> There's so much more that we have wanted to do this first year, but yeah. you have to learn to crawl before you walk. Yes. But I, I, uh, what do you, I was going to ask you, um, I, w I was thinking B. You said A. I said A. If, if I'm thinking me. in terms of university level and you're a freshman. Okay. Uh, you have certain expectations for freshmen, and those expectations might differ from those you have for a senior. Or a grad student, right? Now we gotcha. came in. That was our freshman year. We did pretty good, I guess. Pretty fucking good. Yeah. All right. Well, I said to myself, oh, solid B. I was going to ask you, though, now, um, how about some of those honorable and unmentionables? <laughs> okay. This is truly <laughs> unmentionable, I suppose. But I really... Even though it was a damn marathon and, and a hot mess to do. <laughs> I know which one you're going to say. Caligula. Oh, God. Caligula. <laughs> I learned more about Roman history than I could have in, in any any course, I believe. And uh, it, you know, it, it is a penthouse production, and people had very strong views about about the film, Uncut, the uncensored version of Caligula. Uh, it, it employed traditional actors as well as adult film actors and we we had a lot to say about censorship uh, about the whole process about the film itself the acting and then we had to do those deep dives into into roman history as well so that's my unmentionable that my was a monster that was a monster <laughs> it was a monster if i don't know knowing what we now. were thinking <laughs> I don't know what the fuck I was I'm thinking glad either. It's behind us, but it's an absolute monster. It it's feels a commitment like we, to to do. We recorded. <laughs> feels like we went through ten orgies. <laughs> there, well, there, there were a lot, weren't there? 
There was a lot. I'm glad we did it, though. And after we finished that, I thought, I can do any film now. I did. I don't know why. What possessed possessed me. Um, We lost Judy Tanuta this year. Um, God rest her soul. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I think we we were well. Well, we were we were thinking to ourselves, no holds barred, right? Yeah, we we don't have any censorship issues or 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 level. There's nothing we won't do, and we thought, what is the most? We're not, you know, we could have done something like Deep Throat or Behind the Green Door or something, but Penthouse's Caligula certainly covered all of our filmic needs as well as as our our need to address some censorship issues and to pay tribute to to those things. I never thought I would discuss um, you know, graphic fellatio scenes with a you know, with as much <laughs> no. as freely as we did. And uh we, we have to <laughs> give a hat tip again to the Rialto report who who informed a lot of our I don't, was that for Boogie Nights or for Caligula? Maybe well, both, uh, I listened to it when we were doing Boogie Nights, and uh, I think we did Boogie Nights, and then we decided, hey, maybe I said, hey, we should do Caligula. Yeah, let's let's go in even. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Way into the deep end. Just stupid. No, no, but not looking back at it, Caligula was. That's a. It's almost impressive that we decided, hey, let's do. Let's Caligula. do that, and we couldn't give it short shrift, <laughs> and we didn't. Um, we did not. It is three, three episodes, yes? Three very long, involved episodes. Let's, I'm just going to look it up Caligula. Quick to see how And I'll, I will never listen to it again. I've listened to it at the time probably several times, but I'll never listen to it again. I think I would. I, okay, so part one is an hour and a half. That's reasonable. Part two is an hour and a half. And part three is an hour and 15 minutes. It felt like we had like five recording sessions for that. Now that's not the stuff that ended up on the editing room floor, guys, because uh, yeah, that was hours and hours and hours it's to insane. make it coherent. And we spent it, a whole month on Caligula. We we did. <laughs> it felt like it. Did. Is it? I think it is. I, I think we spent two weeks. Did we? I don't know. We we spent a but long we did time. Caligula. Idiots fools that we are <laughs> wait we did midsummer before we did caligula and i thought you did had we been do? traumatized by midsummer oh yeah and because that month was um yeah it um, was it was <laughs> fuck fest. april fuck fest april fuck fest that was our theme we're gonna have to do that again for april okay just maybe not porn we even said and i'm i'm regretting i said this now yeah. but yeah, well, maybe we'll just do a one porn movie a year or something like that. And yeah. I'm like, uh, maybe not. <laughs> so that's how Concussion got into that month as well, yeah. because there is a sex industry aspect to that, which is very unexpected, not in the, not in the traditional sense. I don't even I, know. <laughs> and I, I did have fun. Um, maybe I had more fun watching Midsommar. I don't know. <laughs> Well, there's one scene I know you didn't enjoy watching with your daughter. No, I didn't with my daughter in the room. I just was, it, it's an upsetting scene it. by any it, – it, it makes me think of the special Suspiria. We should do Suspiria, um, the, the yeah. remake. Uh, maybe the Derriere Argento and then the remake. I don't know. Maybe. Comparison contrast. But, yeah, April Falkfest, um, we're definitely – I think we should do it again this year. Okay. I'm in. I mean there's no shortage <laughs> of Falkfest films. Falkfest. <laughs> maybe not the whole month, but maybe in in honor of April Fox Fest, we'll we'll do two episodes in April. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, uh, other honorable mentions. Um, other unmentionable mentions. Um, let's think. Well, this is for a very sadistic and uncharitable reason, but I, I have a fondness for our episode of Crawl, which was released yeah. when? In 2020? Is that when that film was released? <laughs> and we, yes. we just ripped it apart. And we didn't know we'd do that. So that that was the other funny thing about it was, all right, I'm going to go at this as as a regular podcast and, and talk, talk about its merits and the style of filming and the acting and all that. But we ended up just laughing because <laughs> we – well, we both have lived in. I've I've lived in Florida my whole yeah, life, pretty yeah. pretty much, yeah, and, and you I grew, grew up, up there, down so here. I, so some of the things were just preposterous. We we know a little bit about this, and, and that this uh, this filmmaker, not from that area or even country, uh, had these very and, poetic and, insights about things that just there, aren't true. It was kind of funny because you yourself, your family, you have family. That has ties to University of Florida, and you yes. have some significant ties to yes. University of yes. Florida, and it just cracked me up. Every, I'm like, thing. oh, I forgot this this little detail about the film, and I just thought it was so funny. Well, and also watching the making of, and and you know, we, we feel that this is very important to the actors, and it's just uh, <laughs> you, you have to listen to us. And it's it, the the thing I love about it is that it was all spontaneous. We hadn't talked about that before we we. We watched the movie, right? We we just sort of compared yeah. notes and then broke down. Like, did you know this? Yeah. <laughs> and I think one listener in particular told us, you've got to give us some warning if you're going to lambaste something. And I, I guess that was the first and maybe only one we did that with. I can't think of I mean, we, we've we always went, pointed out some you know stuff in films that we thought was kind of silly or stupid or, well, yeah. like Tom Cruise looking like a little trick-or-treater. Yeah, the, yeah. The big... High-end, extravagant, rich people orgy. Yeah, uh, but we had <laughs> we had mad respect for Kubrick, though. So there's, yeah, there's that. absolutely. But for some reason, there and and that the point of that whole thing with Crawl was that it, it's still sort of like if you're into kind of an action sort of yeah. nature monstery movie, yeah. you know, it's fun. It's still yeah. a fun film to sit down and, and watch. Yes. And I think you watched it a ridiculous number of times that was just cracking me up for some reason, like on my fifth <laughs> view. And I was thinking, you sat through that thing? For... <laughs> yes, I did. And plus in my mind, uh, of course, I had to compare it to another creature movie, which is also one of my unmentionables, and that's Jaws. And we did have a guest, our star guest, uh, recurring guest, I guess we'll call him now Bill, for Jaws. You know, just a classic creature film, right? Well, we'll call him Bill because Bill's his name. That, that's his actual <laughs> name, and and that was a, a, I mean, it's it's so perfect, Jaws, and you, you I don't know, you're just gonna compare things like that, a giant alligator to a killer alligator to a giant killer shark, aren't you? But Spielberg versus I don't even know this director's name, I've forgotten it. <laughs> it was just it was kind of funny, comparing that to the, yeah. comparing the two. Yeah. So and that, and I think we came away with we did have fun with Crawl, but Jaws is a masterpiece. So. It is. It is. <laughs> Any other honorable mentions? Let me think. All right, this is one. All right, one more. So I guess I love all our films, but uh, one that was very personally important to me was Ed Wood. Uh, Good. I we. Th I've got that down too. As you one you do. 
Let's yeah. see when we did that one. I'm just scrolling to see when we did Ed Wood. I'm not sure exactly. We did it before at Midsummer. We did Ed I Wood back that. in March. Yeah, last I week in that. March. Uh, I, I knew the film very well, and it's one of my favorite Bur Tim Burton films. And I, I think it's probably Johnny Depp's finest acting job, and it's such a stylized-looking film, and it's just it, – it, it's a beautiful film. But also learning so much about the real Ed Wood – and what's what's our line that we love? <laughs> you stupid! <laughs> we, you stupid people! Stupid! 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 stupid. stupid. Uh, we just we had it's such a great ensemble cast, and I just enjoyed going down the rabbit hole and learning more about the peripheral uh, makings of and all the cast members who plays Bunny, uh, who also did a, a version of. Myra Breckenridge is what I'm talking about. Um, yes. You know, knock on effect and, and looking at various actors who helped Ed Wood basically pro bono, right? Just, yeah. just doing a friend a favor and, and then going down all these other rabbit holes and finding out so much. And it's such a beautiful film, and we, we paid mad respect to Ed Wood, who suffered greatly as an artist. And yeah, someone and would question the word, right, artist? All right, pretty bad. Leonard yeah. Glenda is, uh, other than the I mean, it <laughs> was hands. pretty damn. I remember. Uh, the pleading hands. I remember. <laughs> beseeching. I called them beseeching hands. The beseeching hands. But I remember back in the 80s seeing Glenda Glenda up on the video store shelf, Video Extron, and taking, it was a short, right? So like 40 minutes or something like that. But watching that, but that film was so progressive that we, it took until the 21st century for people to even realize how progressive that was. It was. Uh, for its time, it's yeah. just uh, very, I very mean, progressive. It's hilarious that he used stock footage where he needed filler. <laughs> Some, you know, one take and done. And, and, but cut. <laughs> That's great. Cut. cut. Print. Yeah. And the set is shaking and the lines are messed up. But uh, it's just a great ensemble cast. And I just I love researching that film and I love talking about it with you. I thought we we meshed well with that. So any any others? Let me think. Let me think. Well, I like the, our most recent. Our, our, this is always going to be a good one for me. I really enjoyed doing Eyes Wide Shut, which was our first film for 2023. Uh, it's a, a beautiful Kubrick film. I did hear some feedback from various folk who were surprised that of all the Kubrick films to choose from, we chose that one. But it fit with our seasonal theme. And, yes, it did. And I believe we will invite uh, the person who suggested Kubrick to us back as a guest at some point. I believe that that is a great possibility. I wasn't really. I was like, yeah, let's let's do Eyes Wide Shut, season appropriate. Yeah. But secretly, I was going. You know, the, <laughs> I even said in the episode, I'm like, just explain this film to me, please. <laughs> is that an allegory? I have to give it some points. I have to give it some points. I think he was. Um, it's multi-level film. Yeah. Layers to that film. And like Concussion, it made me think about relationships a lot. And and surely there are some bizarre elements to this film, but but at the heart of it, uh, you know, who are you living with, and and what 
kinds of things are, are festering or are you fostering or what are the things that are unspoken that need to be spoken? So there are many, many layers to it. I think it's relatable. So, <laughs> Maybe that <laughs> says something about me, but I thought it was really relatable. <laughs> Not my concussion, though. I, uh, relatable on we, we seem to have had that theme throughout the uh, the year. It's just uh, we called it portrait of a marriage, and I don't like yeah. using it because we've heard it. That we've used it too many times, but yeah. um, we enjoy films about relationships. That's probably yeah. where we're at, you know. Yeah. And uh, that's another reason why we want to have uh, guests on to talk about their favorite movies. Yeah. Because we want to branch out. We do. And branch out with stories. Suffice to say, our, our little brains are, are spinning round and round. The wheels are spinning. And for our second year, we're ready for anything. We're going to yeah, we open are. up the gates and... Now that we've learned to crawl and to walk and to even walk the balance beam, we're gonna we're really gonna let loose. Well, for my honorable mentions, I, I think uh, immediately. Let me ask you, came. what are your honorable? Let me ask you, what are your honorable unmentionable stuff? Oh, Boogie Nights immediately came to mind because yeah. I, I, when I looked at my top, I've looked at my top three. I limited myself to three. And then I decided I would fuck with you and put like a, a four and a Thanks five. <laughs> and uh, and then I looked at and then I started scrolling down our list on on uh, on Anchor. We're on all major uh, podcasting platforms, by the way. Yeah. So you'll find us on Spotify. Anywhere. You will uh, Anchor, Podbean, even Amazon. Um, and, yeah, Audible. Aud- Audible. Yeah. yeah, we're everywhere. Yeah. So, uh, but. Uh, like boogie nights oh my god we had so much fun one revisiting that movie because yeah. we've both seen it a few times yeah. it has people in it that we love yes and the uh, music's great Burt Reynolds swan song uh really going down that for that musical journey I, I really enjoyed that aspect of it too and uh just we just had a lot of fun and i think it was like the first episode that we did where we were really getting uh, interest I think with listeners, yeah. they're like, "Ooh, sexy film, Boogie Nights." Yeah. Watch that, yeah. or listen to that. Yeah. Uh, Dolores Claiborne, because Ooh, uh, good one. Good they got one. to interview my friend uh, Mona. Oh, who, she was solid. That was a great story. Who is a Mainer, and who actually was going to the same college, the same university that Stephen King and Tabitha King were going to around the same time. Uh, on, uh, they were in, at school together. Yeah. And, you know, I'm not a personal friend of them, but actually uh, apparently Stephen King was a pretty well-known individual by – not that he was a BMOC, right, big man on campus. But I I guess he was known for being very politically interested and but a writer, and so there were circles of people, students that that knew who Stephen – she calls him – she even called him Stephen because Stephen was. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and she wasn't doing that as a name dropping kind of thing. It just it was just so. Maine does not have a lot of people in it, <laughs> <laughs> so it would not surprise me that they would refer to even people that they went to the same college, you know, as yeah. my name. But it that, was that's kind an of, underrated film. It really is. It's it's such a oh my god, Kathy Bates is phenomenal. It's a great film. Yeah, it's a really great film, and. Uh, 
And you know what, Beth? I didn't want to do that one when you said you wanted to do Dolores Claiborne. I was like, oh, really? Because we thought we'd do a Stephen King film. And uh, and then I was blown away. Blown away. And, and it's by Taylor Hackford. Uh, the director is Taylor Hackford, yeah. one of my favorite directors. Yeah. Uh, let me see here. Um, and hold on. And then I'm just looking through. I was just looking through. Yeah. Because I was like, yeah, we're, we're a B. I'll give us a solid B. And then I looked, and I was like, we did Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf, and we that was a deep dive. That was a deep we dive. We both did a deep dive on that. Yeah. Um, Midsummer, we did our homework. Caligula was <laughs> crazy that we did that much work. We, we did a lot of homework. I, I Postcards from the Edge. Um, and then we did a, a two-parter, basically, on Mommy Dearest. Well, we, we, did, we, we had Mother Month, right? Right, but we did Mommy Dearest. <laughs> It's not a perverse sense of humor. Really. Let's do Mommy Dearest. Beth did a great diorama for that. Go check that out on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. But then we did a sort of um, a pushback on that, right? Postmortem. Yeah. We, yeah, we did we, a Mommy we Postmortem. We weren't quite finished. And, yeah. and I mean, apparently our, our listeners weren't either because you all came out for that. Yeah. And then we did uh, Henry and June as sort of like that go-between, which, which is, a, I think, a film that's been forgotten, Sam. It's it's such a beautiful it's it's near and dear to me and we wanted that to be our sort of what threshold to Pride Month. Yeah, it's, sort it's of a foot in both. I don't know. Uh, sort of that alternative sexuality. Yeah, it's got yeah. a bit of bit of something for everybody and and oh the late great Fred Ward, one of my favorite actors. Is I think it? that was he had didn't he he had just died and that was one of the yeah. reasons why we did the yeah. film. Oh. And, and I don't know. Uh, the, one of the things that really piqued my interest in writing and, and literature generally was, was reading the unexpurgated diaries of Anne Eastman and reading her Henry and June segments. And seeing that movie was, was so important to me back in the day. And I, I think it made a big impression on us. We have a couple more maybe coming up that we won't quite mention yet, but that, uh, that really – what? Impacted us in during yeah. our formative years. I'll say affected us because people use impact improperly, and that bothers me. So, <laughs> so um, just going through, then I look at the pride, pride at what we put up for pride. Yeah. So proud of the job we did on victim. Yeah. Oh, um, I, I'd never heard. Victim of it deserves though. more hits, folks. Victim's an excellent film. Nineteen sixty-one. I want to say is when it was when it came out. Yeah. The favorite, a lot of people are familiar with the film, so we didn't have any trouble with that. And then Kiss Me is such a lovely little, sweet little uh, again, Swedish film. It's a Swedish film, lovely little uh, sort of a romance, but also it's it again it deals with interpersonal family relationships and yes, family dynamics um, about being truthful to people, yeah. being truthful with yourself. It's a I thought it was a great entry, a unique entry into Pride. Yeah. Looking through everything, Summer Sam, yeah. great. Yeah. We did Death Proof from Grindhouse. Uh, the oh, we did the our homework deep dive there, there too. Yes. Deep dive there. Yeah. And, you know, just all the skeleton key we had a blast with. Black Klansman, oh, my God. We did The Crown. The Crown was, was uh, heartfelt, and, really heartfelt because of yeah, and then, but the second had just passed. Yeah, and then bringing a, that up right before you, you had mentioned Carnival of Souls, but Gothic. 
we did a great job on Gothic, and I think Gothic's a great film. Um, and we did that film sort of as an intro into fall, right? Right. We're, we the, had an October, you know, <laughs> we we had a scary movie fest basically for October, and, and those were some great picks, I think. In looking at all that work we did, I'm like, you're right. We we definitely deserve an A. Yeah. We really busted our ass that, this first year. That's not on a curve. I, I gave it a solid A. Yeah. A push. My honorable mentions, probably the whole dang uh, – List of episodes for the past year because we really did, and then not even um, there were a couple of films that d didn't get as much uh, activity. One being American Sniper, which there was a really compelling discussion I think at, between you and yeah. I at the um, end of that. That's true. We hadn't quite found our legs yet, our sea legs, or our our sound legs is what I want to say. Um, so that could be one of the issues there, but it was a very deep discussion. Uh, and there we had a guest as well who, who knew what he was talking about. Uh, maybe it's a difficult subject for many people. It is. I think it is a difficult yeah. subject. But we yeah. weren't um, – if anybody was wondering, we weren't trying to uh, – um, what's the – We um, weren't trying to glorify or aggrandize we weren't glori uh, anything. We weren't but, glorifying. But we were telling a story that, that – And we, we weren't demonizing. Yeah. We were looking at it from a perspective of if, if – uh, sort of an individual tasked with an impossible job yeah. that this job really exists and and how that affects that person when they have to come back to you know yes to regular life yeah but we didn't uh, demonize it or glorify it yeah. we just sort of looked at it uh, sort of like uh, coldly and factually um but it was an interesting dive as well i i really enjoyed so. researching it's not a a sort of film that I would be drawn to normally, American no. Sniper. But I did watch the film. I did look at all of those interviews with Chris Kyle before he met his untimely death, and I learned a lot about something that I would normally not be drawn to in terms exactly. of my viewing choices. So it was important to do a film that wasn't necessarily one that, that I'd be drawn to, I think. And our guests certainly helped us with that. That's yeah, and we we ask our members of the the armed forces to do impossible things, yeah. really, without uh, very little thought to how life will be when they come home. Yeah. So, uh, what are armed forces? The, the men and women within our—I don't want to reify that. The men and women in our armed forces have to do in terms of either I don't know what compartmentalizing those yes. those different things, being in the military, being away, uh, being home, and returning to norm normalcy. It's it's unbelievable. American yeah. Sniper really drove that home. And uh, I thought we had—I mean, the apartment got some hits. I loved doing the apartment. But again, that might be an audio issue. So, but that that is a great, great film. It's it's just something everyone should know. If, if you're a film buff, you should know the apartment. It's it's just a fantastic film, and I enjoyed our discussion of that as well. So uh, yeah, a I agree, Sam. Yeah. And We're uh, not like other and, podcasts. And I'm pretty self-critical, and I know okay. you are too, Beth. So I'm not saying yay, yeah. a for us. Woo! -hoo! No, I, I did I, I take that question very seriously and I I take this podcast very seriously. Yes, we have fun. We love it. Love it, love it. But 
uh, we want to give everything when when we create a podcast. Well, we want to put in the work, and I, I definitely feel like before every episode we do put in our work. I want to leave my kidney on the iPad by the time we're finished with this thing. That's what I want. Blood splattered all over my mic. Okay. Just- <laughs> I'm not editing that out. Where'd I'm going to keep that. Where did that come Jesus from? Jesus fucking Christ. I, I want to give it all. I do. There I am like – that was excessive cur- cursing right now. Oh. We were we were going to talk about that. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> Sam and I and our petty for, jealousies. Not epithets, has, but expletives for no reason. What, what? Sam and I and our petty jealousies as we were discussing uh, other pod, Others. Uh, podcasts. Using <laughs> the F word, for example, just to use the F word like, look how edgy we are. Saying fucking, fucking. No, you need to use it for emphasis where that, where that, oh, I don't know, Beth. Do we want to get into I don't know. But just, if you're going to cuss, cuss like you normally would when you're yeah. cussing, you know, having a discussion with your, yeah. half the podcasts I listen yeah. to that seem to have a lot of listeners yes. um, sound very glossy, very, uh, what is the word? Fake. Well, even, even the chemistry seems, there's that, uh, that laughter. <laughs> I'm sorry. Just cut that. Oh my god. And it's it's like why? Um, just get a genuine chemistry going with your podcast partner. Yeah. Don't be so oh god plastic and oh it's just and for very... God's sake, don't interrupt your guest with your own shit. My God! Look, it's nice that you have high-level production, and that you may have a you know even a producer, a show producer, and it's nice that you have a very nice studio. But for the love of God, your 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 chemistry should not be plastic. No, it shouldn't. You know. And put your listening cap on when you have a guest. (laughs) I don't think. I hate that. It's my it's my pet peeve that and excessive use of the fuck. Now we don't shy away from ex ex no motherfucker, but we <laughs> motherfucker, but we Mofos. you you like to use your your words right because we have a beautiful language that we should use. Insert the f word when you feel like I mean just speak as you would normally speak. I mean yeah. unless you feel like you don't want to use expletives in in your podcast, that's fine too. But the excessive use of it just so that you're using it are are trying to create some sort of pattern that is completely or, hey, artificial this isn't prime time so look what we're doing using the F- I don't know. yeah it's it sounds some of the pattern in some podcast sound sounds so artificial and it's just like don't don't be artificial just be real be you. and that's all just we be... want is to be real yeah and we had some trouble well, with right. that in the beginning like but i don't think it was to i don't know to put to be artificial, but we were nervous in the beginning. Yeah, we were. And we now were definitely we nervous. Just talk about everything now. Fine. We're relaxed. Yep. We're chill, man. We're chill, man. Popping some special chocolate. <laughs> Getting a glass of wine. Kicking back. Got a Red Bull. Some chocolate. In our bra and panties. <laughs> How do you put a bra? And just... No, I... I'm really enjoying this, and I'm so glad we're going into our second year with a little more knowledge, or a lot more knowledge in terms of the tech side of it. And I'm looking forward. We've talked, Beth and I have talked a lot about our lineup 
and are very excited about some new format ideas, about some films coming up, and our guests are super excited, but I won't discuss that yet, just yet, but I know that they're hard at work. We want to open up our platform to you folks, to our listeners. If you have a movie that you feel passionate about, it is your love passion movie, DM us, email us, let us know. Put pod on Instagram, P-U-D-D-P-O-D, or Celluloid Pudding, all one word, at gmail.com, or Celluloid Pudding, P-U-D-D-N, on Twitter. Our messages, are, our DMs are open, and uh, we get back to you with the we email. We will write you back. Yeah. We will write you back. Or you can just, um, when we put something stupid up on Instagram, <laughs> <laughs> give us feedback. We would like to entertain you. We are here to entertain you. And uh, please check in next week. We, we're really excited to do Fargo. It's it's a film that many people love, and uh, and we're no exception there. So I can't wait to, to pick that apart, discuss it, and talk about it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's going to be you betcha. a really good – you betcha. Yeah, it's yeah. going to be a good time doing uh, – now I'm starting to sound like Brooklyn's <laughs> Bronx. Is, why is that? Did it – it's a hard, subtle to, yeah. accent to do. McDormand gets it right, though. Man. She, she, she sure does. You betcha. Dear listeners, wherever in time, space, or on the globe you are, uh, we hope you're doing very well. We thank you for listening to us, and we hope you'll join us next week for Fargo. Yes. Join us in the cold, shivery lands of Minnesota. Minnesota, Yeah. Now, see, that sounds more Swedish, so I, I can't get the accent. <laughs> By next week, I promise you, folks, I'm going to get the accent. She's going to get the accent. I'm closer then. to Minnesota than, than most. I should be able to get it. We are looking forward to this this next year, this next season for our yeah. podcast. We cannot wait to hear from you. Good night. Good night.